0: You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kenton Park, South Africa. Past
1: one, and uh, it is uh, that time of the day on a Tuesday. It's alerato. We have the love couch, and on the love couch today is Doctor, a new Doctor, but a Doctor nonetheless. Uh, doctor Toby Sindaba. He's also uh, an author, a speaker, an educator, and um, a businessman because he's got a company uh, which I publish my books through. But um, he's uh, a thinker more than anything, and uh, we welcome you on the love couch. Good morning, sir.
0: Good morning, my
1: friend. How are you? I am fantastic, Wena.
0: Hi. come back at it,
1: bro. Welcome to the love couch, Mister Loverman.
0: <laughs> 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 <for having> me. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, so it's important that I mean every time we speak about love, you know, a lot of us automatically run to the idea of romantic love. Um. And love is more complex than that. It's more complex than romance. In fact, the first love we ever get to know is not romantic, right? So why do you... What do you of think... Um, why? Maybe, you know what, I'm also jumping the gun a little bit, but uh, we'll get back to the part that I need to get to. But let me ask you this. Why do you think a lot of people just immediately focus when you speak about love, they automatically think romantic love?
0: Um, I think it's because... That's what is in our conversations. That's what we hear in, in, on social media. That's what we see on social media when people speak about love. So the culture is, 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 is forcing us to, to think that way. And, mm. and I think it's something that, you know, our generation needs to, to think differently about and, and start having these kinds of conversation that, you know, broaden the concept of love.
1: Mm, I love that. We're going to get back into the idea of culture and uh, the kind the of times that we live in. But um, if there was a billboard, I needed to ask you this first. If there was a billboard with a phrase, three words maybe, that captures the essence of who you are, what would it read?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a difficult one. I would say pushed by passion. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And <Yeah>. why so? <laughs>
0: Um I think because a lot of the things that I'm doing and the things that I have done in the past has been out of being passionate about um empowering people, you know, and uh, about being passionate about you know reading about writing, about speaking, you know, about teaching and all of those kinds of things. So, all that I do revolves around or oh, is born out of passion. Mm. That's what describes me.
1: Mm, I like that. I like that. Let's get back to what we touched on just uh, as we were starting this conversation about the culture of what makes the people um, also automatically think um, love when we think of love or speak of love, we automatically go to romance. And you touched a bit that it is the culture that we live in. What in the culture mm. or how is the culture shaping our idea of love? And maybe what are some of the dangers of what culture is painting as love?
0: Um, so let us let me start here. Mm. Culture doesn't have a life of its own. Mm. It's, it's It's created by people. And people shape its changes. Because, of course, it's not static as well. You know, it changes over time. Um, In the past, you would find that, you know, for example, when we we think Mm -hmm. about men and and their children, they would hardly ever tell their children, especially in the African context, in the African family, um, and in the rural uh, family where I come from, you would find that you would hardly ever hear Um Umkulu saying he loves his children because that's not part of the culture. But the generation that we are growing up um uh, in and that uh, is built in families today they are quite uh, aware of the need for those kinds of conversations with their boy children with their daughters you know because it's it's something that has been lacking in the past and has had an impact in them so that kind of culture is being rebuilt in the, in the new family so mm. i think that's that's the biggest the biggest challenge that sometimes we think that culture has taken a life of its own, whereas we also have the power to
1: redesign the culture. I love the fact that you are pointing out that culture is not something that is having a life of its own. It's almost like a fire that we continue to sponsor Mm. by bringing our resources to keep the fire alive. And then we cry about why is the fire burning us when we're the ones sponsoring the flames to continue to grow bigger, right? Mm. Mm.
2: And
0: we have control over the fire. <laughs> we
1: do, I guess. We can decide not to contribute to that fire. We can decide that maybe mm-hmm. um, that fire needs to be utilized for something different as opposed to what it's been used for. So I really like that. I want to speak, um, I want us to dive into what you said. You, you said that uh, push by passion is what would summarize or capture the essence of you. And when yeah. we're speaking about passion and being pushed, there's always this conversation of purpose. And I looked, I mean, one of the reasons why I selected you to become our guest this month is purely because it is youth month and a lot of young people seem to not know where to start with purpose, the conversation of purpose, Mm -hmm. because they feel like it's very broad. And also they feel like they don't have all the details that are needed to say, are you living a purpose driven life or not? So where does one start um when they're thinking about purpose and why is knowing one's purpose critical
0: um th- thank you very much for that question and i think it's it's a very powerful question it's a very loaded question actually um, so i i i think passion is a good place to start because i've always defined passion as that intrinsic motivational force that leads you in the direction of your purpose. So that's that's a good place to start. If you don't have if you haven't yet figured out what your purpose is, then whatever you are passionate about can be your starting point to say I don't know much about what the bigger picture of of purpose is, but I know I am passionate about this. I feel alive when I'm doing this. I feel very um Ignited when I'm doing this, so that's one. Passion is the starting point. But two, one of the things we also need to understand about purpose is that it's it's God given, you know. So if you want to discover your purpose, you cannot discover it outside of your Creator, you know, because He is the one who puts the purpose in you. He is the one who created you for a particular purpose.
2: Mm.
0: That's the second thing that's important to note. Then the third thing is as as someone who's created for purpose there are things that god built into you that are going to be tools for you to fulfill your purpose so when you have that understanding of, of identity and understanding of self you know that reflection of on on self it kind of gives you an insight into what are those things that are built into you that are going to be tools and instruments that you're going to use to fulfill purpose and those can also give you an idea. Mm. Then the fourth, the the fourth thing, okay, I No, you can to, go.
1: You can unpack it. Let's go to number 4. <laughs> <laughs> then
0: then the fourth thing that we need to know is that the big picture of purpose is not is not revealed at once. Mm. Like I, I think we, one does not have a full picture of what the purpose is. It unfolds as we grow, as we walk in obedience to God. It oh. keeps on unfolding. He reveals it in in bits and pieces and chunks because I, I believe if you would reveal the whole thing, we would then, you know, tend to think that we can do it without God. I hear you. So that, that, there is a significance in learning to walk in obedience, to what has been revealed for that season and a different aspect of the purpose uh, will be revealed because in fact purpose is not one thing it is multifaceted you know mm. so you might find that in this in this season you are you are drawn into a particular facet of it and then that season ends and god opens another page and another in another season where it's a different aspect of your purpose in life. So I think those four things are very important when we think about um, pursuing purpose. Zero six seven
1: one five three is our WhatsApp line. You can send us your questions. Today, we're looking at purpose. We're looking at being young. We're going to look at the importance of connecting and human connections as we continue with the conversation. But most importantly, we are looking at self-love because it's easy to love outside of you. It's easy for us to say, I love the next person without having invested in even knowing the I before the love. And that's what this conversation is about on the Love Couch. 067-153-1089. If you asked just tuning in. We are active on Facebook, Hope Alive Radio Station, on Twitter at Hope Alive underscore Radio. You could leave your comments also there, and on Instagram we're Hope Alive Radio. We're in conversation with Dr. Toby Sindaba. Um, I'm gonna use that term doctor for the longest of time because we've earned it. It's been a journey, and so <laughs> for the next few years, months, we're gonna be using that term for reals, for reals. But um you spoke something about knowing the creator of the purpose. So is it possible for somebody who is not in in connection with God? And of course, our connection to God, we understand in the Christian context and Christian faith, that it only comes through God, I mean, through Jesus Christ, who says, I am the door, I am the way. No one comes Mm -hmm. to their father except through me. So if we recognize God to be Jesus' father and the only way to access God is through Jesus... Is it possible for somebody who's not in Christ to find their purpose?
0: They may find what they call purpose, but mm. it might not mm. be the true purpose which God created them. Because mm. purpose is, is often defined as your reason for living. Yes. So outside of God, you can choose anything to be your reason for living. Mm. And that can but give you sense of purpose, but it might not be your true purpose in God because the true purpose can only be discovered in connection to the creator who created you for that particular purpose.
1: I love that. I love that. So now here you are, you are finding God, you are finding this idea of purpose. I love the fact that you touched on the fact that purpose has, in the beginning, it's not the whole picture. The picture that Mm -hmm. you see that you think is a whole picture is a picture to an end that will reveal more. So, and you also touched on the fact that purpose is multifaceted, meaning that in one season you might be required to do something that doesn't even look like it leads to fulfilling this purpose. Now I want to know, how do you keep discipline? Because my, somebody might be listening and saying, okay, I get that what the purpose is that God wants for me to do. But how do I keep discipline as through the shifts and the changes of the seasons how do I keep discipline and how can I keep consistent
0: yo that's that's a very difficult thing to do like I, I don't want to lie and mm. I I don't think there is any of us who is consistently disciplined amen <laughs> we try we hope we are but we
1: don't get it right always <laughs>
0: yeah I think that we are like, there are people that are uh, disciplined most of the time in terms of um, walking on purpose and, you know, being strict about the things you do and letting purpose guide the decisions that you make. But sometimes it slips out of our hands. Mm. And, and because mm. we serve a gracious God, He always gives us, you know, um, reroutes to back to the path of purpose. So, but I, I believe that the most important thing when it comes to discipline. It has to be a decision that you make on a daily basis to stick to um, or to stay, of course, to stay on purpose, you know. Um, and, 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 And that I think that connection with God and the kind of devotional times that we have with God also play a role in keeping us disciplined in the path of purpose, because when once we lose that connection, it's very easy to just haphazardly do things that we think are fine and are good and they're right and mm-hmm. they need us and they actually might be taking us out of the path of purpose. So I think that connection to God, that devotional time, but also just the, 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 the decision, the choosing that you have to choose on a daily basis, you know, regardless of what is happening in your life, you choose on a daily basis to stay on course. Let's
1: talk about human connections in your sure. term, in your reference. What, are, what, are, what is the value of human connections? Because once again, we are on the love couch. And when you start speaking about sure, sure. human connections, everybody's like thinking romantically, connecting with your partner. <laughs> but a lot of times we miss out on many connections that can help serve our purpose. So when you're on this yeah, journey yeah. of purpose, what is the value <laughs> so, and significance of human connection.
0: So, from from the jumpstart effect, which is my 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 most recent book, mm. that's where I really unpack the whole concept of human connections, and I unpack it from the perspective of stuckness. That um stuckness is an unfriendly reminder that human connections matter.
1: I want so... to hold it there. I want to hold it there. When you are stuck. It is a friendly reminder of why human connections matter. Stick around.
0: Unfriendly. Unfriendly.
1: Unfriendly. <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> right. Not friendly, bro. It is, okay, it's an unfriendly
1: <laughs> reminder because you are stuck, but you are yes. where you are. 067 153 1089. We're going to take the song by Seal Stand By Me. Well, it's not by him, but it's this version is by Seal. On the other side of this version, we're going to get deeper into this unfriendly reminder of human connections.
2: By me, oh stand, by me, oh stand, stand by me, stand by me. If the sky that we look upon should tumble and fall all the mountains, should crumble. Come and, and the land.
1: Who is standing by you this afternoon on Salerato Tuesday? We are on the Love Couch with uh, Dr. Toby Sindaba. 67 is the number to get in touch with us. And today we kickstarting the Youth Month edition of the Love Couch with a man under the age of 30, already has his PhD, author of two books, I think three, book number three may be coming, and... The brother is engaged, guys. He's ready to say, I do, I do, I do. So, this man is a man who knows what purpose is, is a driven man. And that's why we have him on this particular conversation. That was Stand By Me uh, with uh, Sung by Seal, a beautiful, beautiful rendition of the song. But right now, we're continuing with our conversation. Bafo, you were telling us about that unfriendly reminder of stuckness that will um, so, remind so. you about um, human connection. And I guess I like the fact that you are saying unfriendly reminder because I think when things are going smooth and life is going so well, mm-hmm. we get to a point mm-hmm. where we're like, we're self-made, we need nobody, you can't tell me yeah. nothing, you know?
0: Exactly. And and that's the culture part of things you know Mm. the 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 culture that we live in teaches us those kinds of ideas we're self-made we can do it without people you know the cancel culture that we have we can just cancel people just because they were not you know doing what we wanted them to do all of those kinds of things but when we are stuck it reminds us that actually we need other people to get us out of out of that um stuckness and i think that's the, 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 the side of human connections that I bring out of um, the Jumpstart, um effect book and that, that speaks to the value of building healthy, warm and supportive relationships because in the pursuit of purpose, you can't do it alone. Mm. And one, one of the things I, 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 the ideas that I use is challenging. The, 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 the concept of saying in order to succeed in life, you've got to work hard and never give up as if that's all that is required, you know, and, and, and but in, in actual fact, even when it comes to purpose, what you need to fulfill the purpose is not all in you. You only have a part of it because God created us in such a way, in such a beautiful way, in such a way that we need each other. He creates Adam and Eve and he says to them, be fruitful and multiply. But the fruitfulness, the fruitfulness and the multiplication can only happen when they bring together what is in the, in the both of them mm. the fruitful and multiplying, you know, mm. I like so, yeah, that. I, I like mean, that. Um, value.
1: I like the fact that you're taking it to scripture and you're taking it to Adam and Eve and how God gives the mandate to say, be fruitful and multiply. And one, should one of them have decided, no, I want to do it my way, and the other says, no, I want to do it my way, that means there would not be fruitful and multiplication of humanity because they would have to be in agreement. Now, Mm. we're speaking about the importance of human connection, but it's not always easy to be in agreement (laughs) or to be in fellowship with human beings. So what Mm. would be... I mean, how do we navigate the that complexity with purpose of, with what is the purpose in mind? Because the purpose mm-hmm. would be to be fruitful, to multiply, the purpose would be to grow, the purpose would be to take things to the next level. How do we navigate mm-hmm. the complexity when each one of, of the two individuals has their own mindset, you know, has their own scars, their own background, and
0: so forth? So, I'm um, just, to, to to answer that question, Sipone, mm. in the past few weeks, we have been having conversations online on my, my new Facebook page about this uh, idea of creating safe spaces.
2: Mm. And
0: I think it's a very important part of, of, of answering the question of then how do we navigate the complexity of human connections? Because by creating safe spaces, it's, it's allowing differences to exist without tarnishing the bond and, and the, the, the fellowship that is there. Because we are individuals, you know, as, and as individuals, we are as unique as our fingerprints. Even in our ways of thinking, even in our ways of doing things, we are not the same and we will not always agree on things. But then this thing of creating safe spaces is is about allowing those differences to exist but Mm. not break down relationships Mm. allowing people different and disagree on and at a conceptual level at an idea level at an intellectual level but not allow the disagreements to actually break down the relationships
2: Mm.
1: i like that
0: that connection between people
1: how do we then create safe spaces without compromising self (laughs)
0: <laughs> that that can also be quite different, uh, uh, depending on the the type of relationships that you you we are talking about. For example, in the family context, mm. part of 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 um creating those bonds is just understanding that I cannot choose my family. Mm. So some people I have to understand and just be patient with their personalities because I know that. This person is—it's their personality that is in, in this in this way—and not allow that personality and and maybe that's the, how strong that personality is to break down the bond that we have as siblings. Even mm. though I set boundaries to say your strong personality cannot cross this boundary where it becomes um, toxic to to my well-being as a person. You know, mm. so that that would be one aspect of. Of, of 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 dealing with the differences but also in in relationships there, there are times where we compromise you have to compromise an, an, an aspect of what you strongly believe in or what you strongly believe should be the way we take but mm. because you're not deciding by yourself on what needs to happen you know then you compromise an aspect of that and the other one compromise an aspect of what they would have wanted to, to to be done so that at least to some degree we sort of have a win win sort of situation. But also there, there is something that Upaster once preached at Kev which really stuck with me about um this whole idea of, of disagreements, especially in relationships. Mm. He spoke about he spoke about um preferences and principles. Mm. That when the disagreement is at a principle level, then you have to kind of fight to ensure that you don't compromise your principles. Mm. But if it's a preference, you know, preferences, you know, can always change. And mm. you won't be badly affected when you compromise a preference because mm. it's not like there's anything wrong with choosing the other choice. So in, in, some, in some cases, you weigh those kinds of, of, of things to see if it's really worth the fight. Is it really leading to the will of the relationship? Are we, am I willing to lose the friendship just because I don't want to eat this instead of that, you know? Mm. So I think those kinds of, of, of calculations are also going to be very much important in, in dealing with the differences.
1: I like that, uh, the note of knowing the difference between what is principle and what is preference. And yeah. how does one invest in the two? you know because it's easier said than done ukuthi these are the principles and of course especially in the context of believers for example we would like to believe that we've got similar principles but it's not always the case especially
0: yeah it's not always <laughs> the case <of> exactly <laughs> so
1: how does one forge and kind of formulate these principles and because that that will help to clarify whether or not this is a principle issue or this is a um, a preference
0: issue. So w- when we talk about these um, issues of principles, they come from an identity point of view. When mm. we look at your belief system, when we look at your values, when we look at um, what is regarded as integrity to you, for example. And that is obviously informed by our, our Christian um, belief, the, the scriptures, of which of course we interpret differently. But I think for, for us as Christians, it is very much important to be grounded in those things that our identity is not shaped by you know external factors, but we draw mm-hmm. from scripture and that, understanding of self that knowledge of your own identity that these are my values these are my principles these are things that I wouldn't want to compromise so if you don't have that strong understanding of your identity uh, as an individual then you might struggle a bit in making those decisions about what is principle and what is preference mm. so i think it goes back to that question of understanding your identity which for for us as christians we draw from the scripture from Christ, our identity is in Christ. In mm. him we live with ever being
1: you know? Mm. I was speaking to a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago who is looking for a church and she, I, I was telling her that many a times when we're looking for a church, especially as believers, we just look for the church with the pastor that it blesses us the most. And we don't, we forget that we are more than just spirit. We are spirit, we are social beings, we are um physical beings. Does this base cater for the professional that is you? Does it yeah, cater yeah, for this yeah. and this and that? So when we're looking at Human connections. How important is it to make to be intentional about connections, and also maybe as we are you answering how the importance of being intentional about those connections? How what are the risks of or the, what are the benefits rather of being intentional in that setup? It protects you. Mm.
0: I think the short answer. Is, is that it protects you from a lot of things because it's not everyone who wants to connect with you has your best interest at heart. Um, so I think it is very much also important for us in building these human relationships that we sort of compartmentalize them in, mm. in a sense that you have people that are in your inner circle, you know, there are people that are your, in your, you know, the, in terms of the se- Circles, You know, mm. there they, they are people that would not have as much access to you as your inner circle would have. Mm. There are people that you, you you will be related to or connected to because of the kind of work that you do. I'm an academic, so I'm bound to somehow connect with academics in a particular way. Mm. But I cannot let all the academics that I have have an influence on my way of life because some academics are not believers
2: like Mm, me mm.
0: but then i would have my in my close circle it is people that can be able to feed into the the person that i am they can they can relate to my purpose my god-given purpose they can relate to my identity my 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 values and they are feeding into that because that's why they have so much access to me as people who are in the close circle they can speak into me they can pour into me and that fires me up to pursue god's purpose in my life even though you know even the academics i have may have a contribution into that but it's not as 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 life transforming and life changing as the kind of pouring into me that happens in my inner circle Mm. so i think it's important to compartmentalize your relationships and, and be intentional about how much access to you certain people have and to your life, how much influence they have on you. Mm. So I think that is, is, is something that is very important for us to, to do in, in thinking about how we build these relationships.
1: What are the top three um, things that every purpose-driven individual What um, should take into account when building relationships?
2: Hmm.
0: Okay, I'll have to think about that. (laughs) Um, One, I would say it's the purpose itself. Mm -hmm. Are these relationships aligned? So the alignment of those relationships with purpose, that's one and two, it's the amount of influence that those relationships will have on you and the amount of influence that you would have on those people because this is a recipro- it's supposed to be a reciprocal relationship. It's not mm. like a one-way thing. And then three is um, about the contribution that you can make in other people's lives. So in, in the Push by Passion book, I, I speak about three levels of relationships that one needs to have. One, it's the people that are where you are and they want to go where you want to be in terms of your pursuit of purpose. So that would be your friends, people at the same level as you who are driven, who are like you and me, you know, mm. that the connection we have and how we spark and and and, and pour petrol into each other's of passion when we are together yeah. And, and then you have the people who are where you want to be that they can bring you there, they can mentor you you know, mm. there's those element of mentorship but there is also the people who are where you used to be mm. and they want to come and I think that sometimes often le- it's, it's lacking because that's what requires us to give instead mm. of getting And I think purpose itself, purpose itself should not revolve around what is in it for me. Yes. And if that's what we we, we think purpose is, then it's not God's purpose. Because at the center of God's purpose for individuals, it is the benefit that those individuals can bring to other people's lives. So it is also about what is it that I can offer Mm. in those relationships.
1: I love that. That's where we're going to uh, wrap it up today. We are on time. And uh, I think I love the fact that you're saying purpose in itself, especially when it's godly. It's not about what you can get. It's about what you can Mm -hmm. give and how what you're giving connects people closer to God connects people closer to themselves connects people closer to their best version of who god has called them to be i really love that space so next week we're going to be continuing the conversation but this week we're going to be turning things a little notch and a bit deeper we're going to look at um the journey of love and heartbreaks and the things that happen in that as young people in the faith in the church i wanted to title next week's conversation the chenny with mcholo but i thought no it's not godly (laughs) (laughs) so we're going to turn it to love and heartbreaks and i want to really unpack some of the scars that we pick up along the way some of the decisions that we make but maybe also interrogate why the church has put up certain standards and ways for young people mm-hmm. to interact which we sometimes shun on and we look down upon because of the culture but when you look back after a while you realize that maybe it was not as bad as i've made it out to be or maybe mm-hmm. actually the church knew better than what the culture knew but i chose to go the culture route because i wanted to fit in and found myself going south so next week we're going to touch a bit on that matter right Sure, sure, sure just give me your handles and where people can find you and if anything what is popping in your life at the moment
0: okay yeah I am it's uh, you can uh, follow me at I am Daba on all the social platforms I am Daba. and we have just done uh, completed a series on issues around mental health and we are continuing to do that work even though we're no longer doing it online so we have got a lot of um, videos that we have done recently on issues of creating safe spaces for mental health conversations. So people can check out my Instagram, my Facebook uh, at, at I am Daba, and it's Dr. Ndaba on Facebook. And it's work I've been doing with my friend, Utando Gazi Maseti, and she's also doing quite a lot of work um, outside. So that's what we are busy with right now, just creating a lot of awareness around the issues of mental health.
1: Thank you so much and uh, we enjoyed having you on the love couch and we look forward to sitting with your sofa next week again. <laughs> Have a good one.
0: Thank you very much.
2: Matthew. I'll see you next week.
0: All right. You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station.